to the Art of Play podcast. Here we are talking about the research of fun, talking to people who are playful, and inviting you to find creative ways to stay curious and developing your best human self. Happy Friday, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking a little bit about curiosity. But before we get there, I um, wanted to give you a recap of my week. So this was my first week back to school. Um, if you don't know, so I have I have been through a progression of my education. And I, I got an in-person associate's degree in interior design. Uh, that was my initial foray into college. And then I took a break to have some children and while, and when I, um, had my third baby, I decided to go back and finish my bachelor's. So while he was really young, I went back to school online and finished my degree in pre-law. And then right after that was done, I began my master's degree, I think just a couple months after that and, um, and was able to finish a master's in business online as well. And so then I, it's been five years since I've been in school. I graduated in 2015 and now I have applied to the university of Utah for a PhD program. And that will be in person as much as, uh, COVID will allow, but that is sort of where where I am headed. So I have applied and in the application process, I found a need to take some prerequisites. So I have two prerequisite classes that I am taking um, currently. I started on Tuesday and it, it, it has been actually really fun. It's been really refreshing to get back into school. So I just wanted to let you know that that is happening. It is, I'm getting a, my interest is in human development and social policy, which pairs really well with our foundation, as well as just my, my area of what I'm interested in. I'm fascinated by how humans develop of all ages and stages. And, and I, the social policy side is because I'm fascinated with how, how that social structure works and how we make it possible for people to live a good life. So all of that to say that will be continuously be interjected into our podcast um, episodes from here on out. And I'm really excited to share what I'm learning that will pop up a lot and, and share the research and the development of how how things are moving along, as well as when I start to do my own research and and do my own dissertation, all of that will start cropping up in in episodes. So you will get a, you will get more play by plays, I'm sure, and you won't you, you haven't heard the last of that. But I just wanted you to know that that element is going to start entering very fully into the front of these podcast episodes, and you're coming along for the ride, ready or not. So. That's been a really great update. Now, as far as the start into the new year, I feel as though we are looking at a different year than we expected to be living. You know, if we had been looking at 2021 at the beginning of 2020, we would all have expected to be just somewhere different, maybe on the same path, but just somewhere different. And I wanted to go back to some questions that I've been receiving about the name of the podcast. Now, the name of the podcast is The Art of Play. And I wanted to just give an example of how that is relative. So 
And art is considered something that you, if you are creating art, you are to be considered an a master of that skill. You know, some people say business is an art and to be good at it, you have to execute like a master of art would. And if you don't, if you have never looked at, at being an artist or any, any sort of creative background, let's just pretend that you're getting an overview of an art class. So art classes are taught to help you master the basics of art, right? They want to teach you how to further your skills. So you learn really, initially you learn form or proportion or texture. You learn different techniques and and how to, you know, experiment with different mediums and you study the masters of art and you you imitate them you learn from the ways that they <clears throat> from their writings or their records or the people that wrote about them you learn about all of these different aspects <coughs> and you study the tradition around it or the classicism or the you know the sponsorships or what it actually took for for people to master those skills and then you even study the rule breakers the people that were really great thinkers in their field and and you learn about the progression of you know how Picasso mastered the basics and then he became this this new fascinating um, artist in in developing new techniques and it it became not about his mastery of the skill and his execution of the mastery of the skill, but how he could express himself. And all of that to say, all of that goes into being an artist. You look at art critics and art authoritarians, you know, you may even study artists whose execution is really bad. And then you recruit you critique that on what is undesirable so you know how to hone your skills. And then you practice and practice. And much like art, play is a basic of human development. You developed the ability to play and, you know, maybe you learned the skill of picking up a pencil, but then you're, you were playful with it and you learned to color on walls and floors and paper and your mom's pants and all of those different things, you, you learned to play with those skills. So you learned to walk, but then you may have learned to run and then you learned to balance on the edge of a curb. And then you learn to do a cartwheel, which feels a little bit like walking because it's a, you know, it's a forward progression and you, you know, you mastered that skill and the fine motor skills, it's something now that you probably don't even think about as being something you learned once. And now you have become an, you know, a master of that skill. And what this podcast is pointing out is how those basics have created a sturdy foundation for us to continually develop. Now, great artists don't just stop when they find their their medium of choice or their expression of choice, they don't simply stop there. They're always trying to progress and and push their art forward and and be groundbreaking in their own experience of that art. And that is the way that we experience life. We have mastered the literal basics of your first years, and and now we're coming as far to look 
we've come this far to look to the future and, and where your basics can take you. So all of that to say, now playing is an art. You are able to, to say your play has become an art form because you are so good at your experience and your expression of your play that you don't even think about it as, as continually progressing down that path. Um, and most of how we progress through that life is through being inquisitive and inquiring and, and being curious. So as we progress in this podcast, I have found that we need to sometimes touch on those very simple basic elements of play. And curiosity is one of those things that we literally are born with. I mean, the the field of study, like my doctorate that I am, you know, applying to be a part of this program, we study the inquisition of human beings and and, and why they want to drive themselves forward. And that, that's innate in everyone. Everyone has an innate ability to be curious and to progress and to think, well, why does that happen? Or how does that happen? Or what caused that reaction? <clears throat> and so continually, we will be talking about those basic elements of play. Today, specifically, we'll be talking about being curious, but I want to pause right here and give a simple overview. So we are almost one full year into this podcast. We will, I will celebrate a year's worth of, of having live podcast on February 21st. So that's coming up and I, and that will be so fun. I'm, I'm very excited that we have made it a year and that it's been consistent and that it's been a really joyful part of my life. And it's, and I've gotten some really great feedback from other people that it's been a great part of their life. And moving forward, I'd like to have more of a structure uh, of predictability for this podcast. So every month moving forward, we're going to be talking about uh, a creativity element, you know, something that we do as human beings that maybe you don't realize you're doing, such as curiosity, that, that the curiosity that you have pushes you to try something new to make for dinner or to try that new that new restaurant for dinner or to feed your see if your kids will try a new vegetables all of that could be considered curiosity and so every month we will have a creativity element that we will be talking about and then another week I I read 65 books in 2020 and I am so excited to start sharing that those books with you because I think that is just another propelling uh, a feature of the podcast is that we can recommend things to help that progress. So we'll be having a creativity element, a book review. I'll do one interview a month, at least one interview. Some of these, some of these may um, include uh, more interviews, but at least one interview a month, and then a challenge every month because I think. A lot of us can use everything, everything in our daily life, we can hone to be a little bit better. And, and some of those challenges we think of have to be these huge, massive undertakings and we have to overhaul our entire lives. When in reality, it's the small little challenges 
on a consistent basis that actually drive our progression forward. So we're going to have a challenge discussion every month. And then if there happens to be a fifth Friday of the month, that I really, I loved doing the lightning round of last, of last week's episode. And so we'll be doing some lightning round interviews where um, I call people and give them, you know, five questions and we'll, you know, I'll be asking for submissions of people's um questions and things like that, that we will have other people answer and it will be really fun. Okay. So that would be like the overview of the continuing structure moving forward of the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about that creativity element of curiosity, because I think it is such a basis of how we progress as human beings. And we've all been curious about one thing or another. Curiosity made you click on the, on the podcast. It may have made you you know, open your blinds to see what the weather was before you got dressed this morning. Curiosity drives so much of our lives and it is heavily associated with all aspects of human development. So as you propel yourself forward, you want something better. You're curious to see if you can do it and you push forward. And it's a process of learning and and desiring to acquire new knowledge and new intellect and new skills. And it can also be attributed to like a behavior or emotion of being curious. And, um, but that's all still related to the desire to gain knowledge or information. So now that we've established that you have lived your life learning and living in curiosity and inquisitive natures, I want to point out how we continually have opportunities to learn through being curious. We pick up many things from the world around us in really easy ways. You know, we just kind of absorb information very fluidly and we see others doing it. And as we have learned and grown, we are evolved for efficiency So it is very easy for us to assimilate the beliefs of our family, let's say, or of our teachers or our siblings because they can become authority figures who share their knowledge and we just assimilate that into our lives so that we don't have to take up the mental capacity or the time to do the, you know, do the deep digging of the research for ourselves, such as dirt tastes bad. You don't have to go out to the garden and take a spoonful of dirt and taste it. You can just assume that it's not good for you to eat, whether you've, you know, gotten that from your mom not wanting you to be dirty or your teacher saying that dirt tastes differently based on what it's what is in it. You learn to accept those because of a history of maybe tradition, but as well as these authority, these authority figures teaching this to you. So as, as I kind of was assimilating, as I was writing the script for this, this week's discussion on this, I actually came across the uh, an excerpt in my in one of my textbooks um, about tradition and authority and how they are part of how we just learn as human beings. And 
I, I'm going to read a little excerpt. I promise it's not long and I promise it's not complicated, um, but it is fascinating to me. And I think it illustrates very greatly the need for us to continually rely on our curiosity as a teacher and propeller of progression so that we can propel ourselves out of those maybe fundamentally flawed things that we assimilated as children or even test the theories of, is this actually something you know, that I want to know or something that I want to believe. And okay, so here's the excerpt. It says, tradition may be detrimental to human inquiry. If we seek a fresh understanding of something that everybody already understands and has always understood, we may be marked as fools for our efforts. More to the point, however, most of us rarely even think of seeking a different understanding of something we all know to be true. So that's the end of that quote. And I think in summary, I think it just says we, we could be very easily ridiculed for, for saying something that, that goes against the grain of what everybody else, you know, quote unquote knows to be true. And they point out at a different section of the textbook that at one point or another, Everyone on earth, you know, knew, quote unquote, knew that the earth was flat and or, you know, they they knew certain things about society structure that ended up not being true. So our curiosity is essential for us to be able to look at some of those things and say, okay, now where where did I get that belief and why do I believe it? And why is it so so interesting right now? And a lot of that is coming to a head, I think, right now in the United States when we can't have discussions because we're not willing to challenge what we ourselves were handed down by tradition or handed down by an authoritarian figure that maybe things have changed since we have assimilated that knowledge. So our curiosity allows us to question that tradition and that you know authority figure in a way that we, you know, as, as adults, we may now be safe enough to do that. Now, there are simple curiosity, things that are really simple to be curious about, and there are complex things to be curious about. And those come with, you know, varying degrees of risk and varying degrees of interest. And simple curiosities can be easy to practice. So doing something simple, let's, you know, it's like the artist lesson, learning to hold a pencil. So learning to hold a pencil, you have your own preference of how you prefer it to be in your hand. You have created your own guideline of comfort with holding a pencil and you, you would just automatically assume your positioning when handed a pencil or when asked to use a pencil. If we apply that same principle to your everyday life, let's say Maybe you get curious about why your neighbor's potato salad recipe tastes so much better to you than the one you grew up making and you continue to make. So you get curious and ask for the recipe. You learn the secret and you may learn something new and it may not be groundbreaking, but you have increased your capacity of potato salad recipes, you know, much like the artist. Maybe I have always held the pencil this way to write 
you know, to write on a lined piece of paper. But if I hold it this way, when I'm sketching, I allow myself a freer form or a, you let your imagination run wild here. You can, you can hold a pencil different ways in order to, you know, imitate different techniques on paper. That would be something very simple, right? You have mastered something. It's a simple curiosity. You find it, it doesn't, it doesn't alter your everyday life and you go on your way. Now, complex curiosities can be harder to stay curious about because they can get uncomfortable rather quickly. Again, if we take the artist example of an artist experimenting with a new technique or let's say even a new medium, there is likely some discomfort involved. Maybe the artist has been working with a different technique for a very long period of time and in order to gain a new technique, it is uncomfortable for them to try and push that limit. There's there's a limit that is pushed and that causes discomfort. It may even cause physical discomfort for an artist, you know, application. And and as they work through that, if they continually stay curious about will it work? Will it turn out? Can I get this to work the way I want it to? they grow, their experience grows, their knowledge base grows, their art grows. And it's like a living thing that that starts being, that starts growing and progressing down a new path. And that can be uncomfortable for the artist, but it, it pays off in a very real, tangible way. Now, the real world application may look a lot like Let's say maybe you wonder about your family visits and why certain family members are so hard to get along with. And this could lead to you having a painful conversation, maybe an uncomfortable conversation. Maybe you learn something hurtful. Maybe you learn that you are actually the problem causing the discomfort. Maybe you learn there is a significant issue that you have to step away and take time away to appropriately cope with and reconcile and 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 maybe you know therapies involved and it's painful and it's a process and then revisiting and taking care and being involved in a way that you still feel connected and yet you're still healing feels very uncomfortable and it can be hard to stay curious. Maybe it feels like, oh, well, maybe we should just go back to the way it was. I wish it would just return to the way it was because that was easy and that was my normal and I could rely on the outcome and that was just simple. And that can be really hard to keep your curiosity up in that in that situation because it can be uncomfortable. It can be, you know, emotionally painful. It can cause resentment and change maybe it even changes your family structure in the future all of those are have very large feeling consequences but if you stay curious enough through it all it can make you more comfortable living within your value system you grew and you progressed and you opened up new avenues and maybe you you even ended up strengthening that bond because it was built on a foundation that that all of the values aligned in that in that scenario. So your curiosity can take a complex road, but using it to continually motivate you for a better outcome causes that growth and progression. 
So in either scenario, curiosity would lead to progression. So more knowledge, more ability, more creativity. And as you use your curiosity for your benefit, you will grow. So as as we learn and grow and get curious about the basics of life, that has laid the foundation for us to continually stay curious and grow and push the boundaries of where we are. Now, again, it the only way to grow is to get uncomfortable. Some of that is mild discomfort, such as holding a pencil differently, or some of that may be going from painting a picture to learning how to cast bronze sculpture. And that is a, you know, that is a physically different shift of and that's physically, you know, taxing and needs discomfort. So I want you to realize that your curiosity, much like an artist's curiosity, fuels your progression of the art that is your life. And that curiosity, while it may be rooted in tradition or have been handed to you as an authority, you know, authoritative source giving you information, it's it's much better for you to go and expand on your curiosity and learn to grow within it than it is to push your curiosity aside and not progress at all. So I hope, I hope that this, this podcast finds you well and it finds you aware of your curiosity maybe in a new way and it empowers you to Use your curiosity in simple ways because as we know, progress comes from simple, distinctive measures used with consistency. And your progress is what I'm here for. And I I hope that this finds you well. I I hope that you have a lovely week. I will be back next Friday with with more um more discussions on on how we can get better. And Um, I want to just remind you that this podcast is inspired by my family's foundation at the Oliver Fund. And I talk about curiosity with a lot of love and a lot of hope because I feel as though the children that we give our playthings to that are experiencing very hard circumstances all over the world, we are hoping to ignite their curiosity and their hope a little bit more because as we fuel that small little spark of curiosity, we can ignite great, great change within the next generation to be able to improve circumstances and to believe in themselves and believe in their own progression and ability to be, um, to be great individuals. So we believe that having the ability to work hard is great, but have the value in playing well is essential for us to continually create that hope in life. So here's sending you out to your weekend a little more hopeful and hopefully more happily playful.